Commando cooed as if saying goodbye. Then he flapped his wings and flew out of the treehouse. He disappeared into the misty gray twilight. Thanks, Commando, Annie called after him. Well, I guess we're here, said Jack, shivering in the chilly air. But our clothes didn't change. I wonder why. The treehouse had landed in the branches of a tall maple tree. Through the haze, Jack and Annie could see ducks floating on a pond and sheep grazing in a meadow bordered by hedgerows. Beyond the hedges were broken down buildings, stone pillars, and crumbling archways. There was no sign of people. It looks ancient, said Annie. Is Glastonbury part of Camelot? I don't know, said Jack. This looks sort of like Camelot, said Annie. Yeah, the ruins of Camelot, said Jack. Daddy, Kathleen, Annie called. There was no answer. Let's go look for them, said Jack. Jack grabbed his backpack. He and Annie climbed down the rope ladder. They stepped onto the wet grass and started across the meadow. Rounding a hedge, they came upon the remains of what had once been a huge church. The roofless building had tall ivy-covered walls and grand arches made of stone blocks. Cheerio, friends. A teenage boy strode through one of the arches. The boy wore an old-fashioned flight suit, gloves, and a tight-fitting leather helmet. He carried a khaki duffel bag. Teddy, cried Annie. She and Jack hurried to the young enchanter of Camelot. Teddy put down his bag and they all hugged. I am glad Commando found you, said Teddy. He is quite a smashing soldier, you know. Who, the pigeon? said Annie. Yes, Commando is a member of the National Pigeon Service, said Teddy. Jack and Annie giggled. You're kidding, right? said Jack. Not at all, said Teddy. Pigeon breeders have given over 200,000 pigeons to the British military to carry messages throughout Europe. Commando has been on dozens of missions. The missions were all in this time, of course. He needed the treehouse to take him to your time. So what is this time? asked Jack. It is June 4th, 1944, said Teddy. And you have landed in Glastonbury, England. It is the site of one of the great monasteries of Europe. You can still see an ancient tower on the sacred hill of Glastonbury Tor. He pointed to a conical hill overlooking the flat countryside. Eventually, all the sacred buildings fell into ruin, but legends of King Arthur still surround this area. For that reason, I thought it might be a good place to meet you. A living midpoint between our worlds. Where's Kathleen? asked Annie, looking around. We thought she would be with you. Well, that is why I called for you, said Teddy. But first, how much do you know about World War II? Jack gasped. Did we come to the time of World War II? I'm afraid you have. The war has been going on for almost five years, said Teddy. Oh, man, said Jack. So you know about World War II, said Teddy. Some, said Jack. I know that America fought Germany and Italy and Japan, and a man named Adolf Hitler was the leader of Germany, and his political party was called the Nazis. 
And we also know that three of our great-grandfathers fought in World War II, said Annie. The people of England are grateful for all the help the Americans are giving them fighting this war, said Teddy. At this point, Nazis have taken over most of Europe. They have killed countless innocent civilians, including millions of Jewish people. That's terrible, said Annie. Really terrible, said Jack. But what does this war have to do with you and Kathleen? When Merlin looked into the future, he saw this frightful time, said Teddy. He saw how important it was to bring hope to British leaders. So he sent Kathleen and me to London. The leaders actually met with you? asked Jack. Teddy smiled. Indeed they did, he said. Kathleen used a bit of magic to make us both appear older than we are. We were quite brilliant, wearing the right disguises and using the right manners and speech. We seemed to have inspired everyone, including the Prime Minister, Winston Churchill.